Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life. It is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And we are intentionally shaping our lives as we journey together here at the Living Unleashed podcast so that we can experience this living, unleashed life. Here during season two of the podcast, we are intentionally shaping our lives by journeying with Luke. We've been reading through the Gospel of Luke, and we're heading into the Book of Acts starting next week as uh, we take this journey together and just experience um, as Luke tells us about all that has happened with Jesus and how it changes everything. And uh, we're going to wrap up Luke today here with Luke chapter 24. So let's dive right in. Now, the last two days, we've noticed how things have, uh, the climax of Luke's gospel has built and come to a head. Um, and it's it's shocking. If you don't know how it all ends, you are left at the end of chapter 23 thinking all is lost. You're left experiencing um, a sense of hopelessness uh, that in the midst of all of this, it doesn't end. It does not end the way you would expect. Um, Jesus dies, and doesn't even put up a fight. Um, all these places where he goes through this mock trial that is just a total and completely uh, just a uh, perversion of justice. And, and, and he goes through this, this trial, and he just lets it happen, essentially. Um, the disciples are scattered, and, and it just really leaves you with this sense of it was all for nothing. Uh, but then we get chapter 24. And in chapter 24, we see how it truly ends. For in chapter 24, Jesus rises from the dead. And then it is just so cool to walk through and watch the reactions of all of those who um, who are still mourning. I mean, they're still mourning the loss of Jesus. So you have the women who go early in the morning on the day after the Sabbath, so that they can finish preparing Jesus' body for, for burial. They get there. His body's not there. They're met by angelic visitors. They're told that he's alive and well, and uh, that they're supposed to go back and tell uh, everyone else. And so they run back, and so now the disciples are just totally befuddled by this information, and Peter comes running to look, and he looks in and sees that indeed the tomb is empty. Then you have the two disciples that are that are not identified by name, but who are walking on the road. They're, they've left Jerusalem. They're heading to Emmaus, and Jesus comes up and is walking with them and begins to talk with them, but they don't notice who he is. They're in such uh, a state of shock and grief and loss, uh, so focused on themselves and how they feel about this and all. They don't even recognize that Jesus is walking along beside them. And until Jesus begins to explain what had to happen to him uh, in the scriptures, and then by the time they get to Emmaus, where the two disciples are stopping, Jesus acted like he was going to go further, and they uh, 
um, they invite him to come in and stay the night because that was the customary thing to do in, with a sense of hospitality. So he comes in, he sits down, he takes the bread, he breaks the bread. And when he breaks the bread, they immediately recognize who he is and he is taken away. Uh, he, uh, um, he's no longer sitting there. I mean, just boom, gone. Uh, and they suddenly realize, wasn't our heart strangely warmed? And they take off and they go running back to tell everyone. They don't even wait till morning. They just take off and go running back uh, to tell everyone. And that they have seen Jesus. And while they're there telling everyone, Jesus shows up right there in their midst, proving that it is him. And while they're there, while these two disciples are there telling everyone, Jesus shows up right in their midst, proving that he is alive by eating a piece of fish. And so you have this, this continual, continual building of victory, of, of, man, he won. And we don't even get to see how all of that exactly worked out here in Luke. But as we move on into the book of Acts, we're going to begin to see how the disciples change and how they go from kind of being this ragtag bunch that can't ever seem to quite get things right, um, who Jesus is always having to correct. And there's almost this sense where Jesus more often than not has his, has his head in his hand going, just shaking his head back and forth. They go and they change and they transform. They become these, these powerful apostles who are proclaiming the good news, who are uh, um, facing persecution with a smile, who are doing miracles, and, it's, and, and, and we begin to hear them as Peter preaches and as Paul preaches uh, throughout the book of Acts and see that what really happened when Jesus overcame that grave and what it means for you and me. So we're going to get into that as we get into the book of Acts uh, starting next week, but what I want you to see here is um, it doesn't just wind up there after Jesus's appearances, but you recall that the book of Luke started with a really heavy emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit that was guiding and directing this whole thing and kicking it off. And the book of Luke ends with the same emphasis. Jesus says to them, and now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. And, and so we saw how the Holy Spirit had come upon um, Mary uh, and Elizabeth and, 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 um, uh, and then Jesus at the beginning of his ministry and how what a prominent role the Spirit played. And as we move through the book of Luke, it's not that the Spirit's working was decreased, but Luke had already set that ball rolling, and then we started focusing on Jesus with the understanding that he was empowered by the Holy Spirit the entire time. Now we get to the wind-up of Luke, and we're and Luke is preparing us for volume two, and he's going to um, explain more about the Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples, but here's that promise that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and that that is, that is power from heaven. Now, Heaven is the realm where God reigns. That's the kingdom of God. We've already talked about how the kingdom of God has been made available to us. And so now all the power of the kingdom of God can can be, be at work in us through the Holy Spirit. And that's going to be one of the primary uh, things that we're going to see is, is the reason for this transformation of the disciples as we get into Acts. Because 
all of a sudden we go from these guys and who have um, really just can't seem to quite get it all figured out and together, who end up being scattered when Jesus is crucified, and then when he's raised from the dead, none of them can believe it. They're all shocked and amazed, even though he had told them it was going to happen. And then when we get to the beginning of Acts... The Spirit's going to be on them, and we're going to watch and see what they do. And it's so awesome what God does in the early New Testament church uh, as we get into that. Acts is going to be a great book. I really hope you'll continue to join along with us. But I want you to see this uh, here in, in, in Luke chapter 24. There's two things. Two things I want you to get. One. Jesus can bring us up out of the ashes. He brings resurrection where there is death. He brings new beginnings, new, um, uh, he brings joy and, and peace and hope and freedom. When we think we're in the midst of a position, a uh, situation that is hopeless, uh, and, and because of his resurrection power, there is no more hopeless of a situation than the one that Jesus was in. Not, nothing more. So there's nothing you're facing that Jesus cannot redeem. And that is such an amazing truth for us to live with. And the other thing is, is the promise of the Holy Spirit. We don't get to see that come upon him here at the end of Luke. We know what's going to happen at the beginning of Acts. We'll get to that. But we still have the promise. We have the promise of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, you know, Luke has already emphasized that earlier on in his gospel, that that who, if asks the the uh, ask the father to give him the holy spirit will he re- will he say no and so this power is available to us um and and that's just awesome uh this power is available to us so that we can become the people that god created us to be the people he calls us to be as it becomes christ who is alive in us Man, that is powerful stuff. I mean, it just all starts to tie together. Uh, So I hope you've really enjoyed uh, this journey through the book of Luke. As we wind that up here today and at the end of the week, I invite you to leave a comment on the Facebook page uh, or a comment in the comment sections on the website. Uh, tell and, and just share with, uh, with us, um, just share with us what, uh, uh, what you've learned, how this has impacted you, what this journey has been like for you so far. Uh, get a conversation started. Have a conversation with others who maybe you've been reading along with. Um, and, and just share with one another what you've learned so far. And I hope you'll return with us on Monday. Monday, um, we're not going to be starting with Acts 1. We're going to start with an introduction to Acts. We're going to kind of lay the framework, see where we're headed, what we're doing. Uh, then on Tuesday, we'll start with Acts chapter 1. Uh, so I look forward to you joining us then. I hope you have an awesome and amazing weekend living in the resurrection power of Jesus. And as you go through this weekend, I pray that you will keep on living unleashed.